0: Welcome to the Tackling
1: Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Doctor Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. And Ray, you are down there at the Pro Bowl. What's it like down there? First of
2: all, Doc, what's up, my man? Well, and uh, second of all, I'm I'm not in Baltimore. It's a little bit cold in Baltimore, so I'm <laughs> down here in Florida. So. <laughs> I'm getting some of this good weather down here, man. But it's just, it's for Florida. It's a little bit breezy at night.
1: Can you imagine that? Listen, I don't want to cool, hear though, breezy. I don't want to hear breezy. I'm watching snowflakes fall on me in Pittsburgh right well, now.
2: But I can't help because you're still in Pittsburgh. I can't help.
1: That, doc.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so no, but I tell you what, man. It's uh, it's an incredible experience, you know, man. You, you, you know. Just being at the Pro Bowl, being invited to the Pro Bowl for so many years and uh and now being able a chance to really come back as, you know, a legend of the game, man. I mean, I'm telling you, I think people will never understand hearing me saying this, but sometimes it's humbling and it's hard when you're called a legend and you're still living. Mm. And 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 you're around guys who walk around you all these pro bowlers who all these people look up to now and every one of them pass by me every day and say you're my favorite you you're my all-time favorite like man you just you inspire me so much and to hear it is now to understand you know why coming back as a coach is even more important you know I was just talking to a friend of mine business friend of mine and it was interesting that we was just having this conversation and, and I was saying he was like you know it may be sad to say that I don't remember too many of my teacher's name growing up, but I remember my coach's name, mm. you know? And yeah. so, and so I thought that would be, that was kind of appropriate for me being down here this year as a coach of the pro bowl, because a lot of these young kids will like remember this moment forever, you know? So it's, it's a really good time,
1: man. Really it is. And I, and you know what I love for our audience to hear this as, as a man living in Pittsburgh, diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you are a living legend, Uh, the greatest and to me I love your humility about it because yeah it probably is surreal for you for people to come up to you and see that but you are I see it every day people write into us uh, listen this is it's it's absolutely awe-inspiring for people to get when you get back to them about stuff Um, so yeah it's got to be surreal for you to be there but what kind of things how are the practices unfolding that's what I want to know
2: I tell, you, I tell you, this was funny. So, you know, of course, you know, Pro Bowls are really, really laid-back practices. You know, it's like, you know, guys are just chilling, just kind of mentally getting everything down. Um, and the readers, like, you know, just freaking cool and just, you know, messing around. It's funny because um, a lot of people wouldn't expect this, but it's been going on for many years. Uh, the relationship that me and the bus has. So, you know, every time somebody see us, like, we're somewhere cracking a joke. Or we're somewhere laughing at <laughs> something. And uh, this person screamed today, like, how are you in the bus hanging out? <laughs> like, and I'm like, and you know what? This is the hit on a good point about that. Like, true, true, true competitors, one of the biggest things they have for each other is respect. And that was one of the things that when we were playing against each other, man, like, we had so much respect for each other. And now that we're both on this side of it, man, me and him was riding in the car, coming back, moves on the way there. And it was like, it was like he looked at me, he was like, bro, can you imagine this? Like, look at me and you right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was like, bro, we went we went at it. And we went at each other, bro. But look <laughs> at us right now. Like, we're, we're brothers and we chillin'. And so, man, it was just good, man. And I think that's what the Pro Bowl kind of creates, right? It creates this environment. I mean, you had to see some of the conversations that's being had. You had to see the one-on-ones that's being had with me and Dez Bryant. You had to see the one-on-ones that me, Jerome Bettis, Richard um, um, Sherman, um, um, talking about uh, uh, Bennett, um, uh, uh, Bobby Wagner, all these guys, man, Um, Shazier, all of these guys, uh, Michael Bennett, there was all of these guys sitting up there, bro. And we just having these conversations about like true impact, like, like, you know, like how, like how Afro-American men can get together and, and put our monies together and, and, and how we can, you know, affect the communities and, and how we can, you know, not just having these one-offs and, and, and let everybody, you know, do everything by themselves and how we protect the brand and, you know. My message that night for the Pro Bowl to all of the guys was the brand, the brand, the brand. You you must protect the brand. The game will go Mm -hmm. on. But, you know, when you get done with the game, you know, you want people to be able to work with you. You want people to be able to deal with you. You want people to not look at the way you acted off the field and and think of it. Think of it in a way. I don't want to touch this brand. I don't want to deal with that. And, man, so I'm telling you the conversation I appreciate. Being being named a a coach of this of this year because of the confirmation that I've been praying for so heavily and to now get down here and have these conversations with these guys. I mean, it's it's almost you. You couldn't set it up. You could not set this up, but it, it, it worked out. I mean just perfectly
1: real life is so much better than anything we could dream up I really believe that and what you just said applies to everybody I think absolutely everybody when you think about um, when you are protecting the brand when you think about I'm putting all my honor and effort into what I'm doing no matter what you're doing out there if you're putting honor and effort into it then you can walk away and always be connected to it so uh, that's a message I hear you teaching clearly Bro, that's it. And,
2: and that's the number one message, bro. You know, the thing I told him the other day, Doc, and you heard me them this, and I said this the other day, and I told him this, the same thing. Stop counting snaps, man. Mm. Stop counting snaps. Man, play every play like it's your last freaking play. Mm. Like like the Pro Bowl is for you to put on a show, the best against the best. Yeah, you ain't going to take no cheap shots and all those things like that, man but you don't ever want to hear somebody talk about the brand that we've created as being a soft brand and don't want to watch the brand. Right. Like you must uphold that. You know what I'm saying? The forefathers that came before you, man, you gotta be respectful enough to uphold what we've put in in the years that the people that's before us has put in. And so that's, that's kind of the message, man. And just getting these to these kids head. And it's, it's really interesting listening to these men because a lot of the conversation that a lot of them has asked me is, you know, how do you take the next step? Like, 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 what do you do as a leader to take the next step? And 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 how do you get people to understand the next step? And 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 you know, one of the, one of the biggest things I shared with him was: first of all, your coaches can't appoint who the captain is. If your coaches, your, if your coaches appoint who the captain is, you won't have a real chance of winning on the football field. Yeah. The captain is chosen through his peers by what he does on and off the field. So when you're talking about what's the next step, the next step is there must be a voice that everybody respects in a locker room. Mm. If there's not, I guarantee you, you will have a hard time winning. Has that emerged
1: yet for the AFC?
2: You know, I don't know. Okay. You know, and, 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 and and that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that voice, you know, that voice, because, because that voice takes a, it's a different approach to the voice, right? It's it's a approach that says I don't you don't have to like me, you know you don't have to like nothing about me, but you gotta respect what I'm saying, right? You know, and and so you know that, that's kind of something I'm to hone in on, even game day, you know of 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 who would you follow today, you know, like when you look out on the field, yeah, this ain't your normal guy that you go to training camp and everything like that, but but who out here do you want to impress? I,
0: like, I see when have I was,
2: playing, you know, what I'm saying because when, when I was playing doc. Man, Doc, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I was trying my everything to impress Junior Seau. I just, I just wanted him to say, I just wanted him to look at me and say one time, man, that dude, they're good. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure he, I'm I, sure he did. I, yeah, but then I started understanding it when I never forget it. Dale Carter, Dale Carter called me over. Dale Carter said, "Hey, boy, everybody talking about you, man. You rough." Well, <laughs> you' gonna be rough, and I'm saying to myself, I'm a little kid. I'm twenty, 22, 23. twenty three. I'm like, oh my god, like they're you know. They, I mean, you know. And so, I think, I think now it's me trying to pass that torch and pass that that, that 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 small thing of that it factor to these guys so that they can spread that. Man, I mean, like conversation with Dez Bryant was absolutely amazing. Like, just oh my gosh, the one on one that we just had. And so to have these conversations with these guys, man, it's just it's what needs to happen. It's yeah. what needs to
1: happen. Yeah. Are there any pieces of that conversation you could share with us, like about the insight uh, uh, in general?
2: Yeah, yeah, because I, I think it's about everything. You know, I mean, the first time he walked up, you know, people like start controversy when you say anything. But he walked up and he was like, "Bro, I appreciate that conversation. Like, I appreciate the things you said." And he said, "Guess what? I understand it. Yeah, I do." Absolutely, I said because you know I come from a different place. I got too much love for him, and so that's when we started talking about all of the problems of actually merging together. He had some very creative things that he was telling me about that he wanted to introduce to me um, at Wise and wanted me to see some stuff. And I'm and I was calling on them because I'm calling on them for all of these initiatives I have, docs, all of these job creations, and all of these places that we're going into and trying to get some of this violence to stop now and trying to get some of these gang members to stop killing each other over land and streets that they mm-hmm. don't even own. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm asking them is, I said, listen, I'm gonna keep going in these places. And yeah, Jim Brown is coming in these places and a lot of you know other few people coming in these places. But I'm telling you, some of these places I'm going in, I need you guys, I need you with me.
0: Yeah.
2: I need y'all to stay and let's go into these communities together. The next place we're going into is Chicago. Global 1000 is going to Chicago. The end of March, the first of April, mm. and like I told them, I told Richard Sherman, I told Des Bryant and uh, um, um, Michael Ben, I said, "Man, I need all you guys. Like I need us to stand up there in front of these 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 young kids who's killing each other and 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 destroying their lives to look at us and say we was in the same situations, but we all made different decisions. But guess what? We're not coming to tell you how wrong you are. We're coming here to tell you how can we help." And 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 so man, the movement, man. I'm telling Jerome was there, man. I'm telling you, bro. It's it's a real movement that's happening this week, and I'm so proud that it happened. And I'm so I'm, I'm and I'm overly proud that it's not just about sports. It's about really creating change. And I applaud these young guys. For stepping up and want to be a part of that change.
1: It is, and to flip it to the other side. Uh, yesterday, I was sitting with a guy who was—he's he's getting out of prison soon. Who was in gangs, had uh, c- convicted of murder. He's getting out, and he's telling me, "Listen, I don't really know what to do differently than what I've done." And he said, I'm being honest with you. I'm, I'm scared. I really don't know what to do. So I think the initiative that you're taking when you're going into these cities, um, the work that we're doing, like this kind of stuff, it's, it's, people are craving it. And, and I think a lot of times people are saying, well, only from the outside people are craving it. But the truth is there are young people that are involved and they're in this activity and they just don't know another way. And so they need people to stand up and teach them a different way.
2: There's said Des said something, Des Brian said something very crucial. He said, A bunch of us youngsters wanna help. We just need the right leadership. We just need you to take us and lead us in the right spaces, man. Yeah. So me and Jerome me and Jerome took initiative, man, to really start to forward in these emails and stuff and you know, start to really just have a conversation, man. And um, I think conversation itself will do enough just to really start talking to each other, to see the next moves and stuff we need to make. I think a bunch of people want to see this world different. I just think, you know, they listen to so much negativity from people who who aren't trying to solve anything. They just want to be freaking heard. Yep. And that's I think, the thing that, you know, they have to get past And is all the people who just on freaking social media and just want to freaking be, say something and want to right. speak out, they ain't doing nothing. Right. They just want to argue with every freaking thing somebody does. You know what? I tell? I speak to people about that. I speak to people like that and say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep making your own life miserable. Yeah. But get out of the way of people who really want to do some, you know, really impactful things for other people. Yeah. Right.
1: And I think just because everybody has access to saying something every moment doesn't mean that we should say something every moment. I don't think even <laughs> I should say, I don't know, I don't think anybody should say everything every moment. I think there are moments we need to spend in quietness. Or there are moments we need to spend in reflection. We don't need to just spit out every opinion, especially all these opinions of hate and everything people have inside them. Doc,
2: Doc when you think about that, I always go back to the good book, and it's, the, it's one of the truest verses in the Bible power of life and death is found in the tongue so you can let all these people say what they want to say you're either speaking life or you're speaking death mm-hmm. you're either singing life or you're singing death there ain't no in between no there's no in between so I, as you know you know me you know me I'm straight up dog I don't, I don't entertain foolishness or ignorance right I don't reply to it somebody say something about me on social media they speak in a video about me I'm like really (laughs) do you think I'm going to take my time out to call your name on social media if I wanted to say something to you I promise you I will find you and pick up a phone and say hey bro you got a problem with me (laughs) I mean it's simple we can talk about this as men because I think that's, that's 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 the small piece of what made us once a great country that's been removed from us there's no personal interactions anymore. Right. You know, everybody, they want to talk to you about a serious conversation, but they want to text it to you. Right. Really? So you want to have a serious conversation with me, but you want to text it to me. Right. You know, and so and so I think it's the it's the personal interaction that um, once we are able to get back to, I think we're, we're able to, you know, control the topics and control the temperature of a lot of different subjects.
1: There's, yeah. there's there's a fear in being able to just directly communicate. Look, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about communication because I, I had a pretty powerful interaction in the prison the other day about, about communication. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan.
1: I love your phrase. Who will you follow today? The message that you're teaching these players. Who are you going to follow today? Um, and and then you have young people like Des Bryant saying, "I'm looking to do something. Just let me let, let me know what the next step is." And there are direct steps that people can take. And you know, Ray, you you you're talking about it now, and and I want to add to that, which is. I think every single listener out there has the ability to start to control his or her own communication. In other words, we need to all stop and ask ourselves, do we want to speak just to speak or do we want to speak so that we're actually heard? And if we want to speak so that we're actually heard, we have to step back and say, how are, how can we best share a message? In other words, if you want to bring awareness to an issue, instead of it just being negative, throwing shade or hate, why not tell the inspirational aspect of the story that you want to share. Why not share the positive side? Because that's going to draw more people into what you're what you're saying.
2: Well, let's just speak facts too now, Doc. I mean, we're in a, we're, we're in a world now where a lot of people aren't happy with themselves. Yeah. So it's hard to, to ask someone who's convinced themselves that life is over and my life is miserable. And so They want to let everybody else feel that. And I think the learning curve and the messages from that is listen more than you speak. And you will know who you need around you or who you need in your circle. Mm -hmm. You need to pay attention to, man, Doc, I'm telling you, we're in a world now where, of course, social media is driven through social media. Doc, I'm telling you, if I see a half of a word that looks negative. It deletes. Mm. I don't even. I don't even look at their names. I don't look at their faces. I don't look at their captions. I don't look at nothing. Yeah. That's how quick. That's how quickly I get rid of ignorance <laughs> and people. And that's how quickly I get rid of people who will never have a place in my life or my destiny. Right. And I think the message is, man, you got to start chasing your destiny, and you got to start looking at people, telling people, have you lost your mind? You will never keep me going. You know something you said earlier, and I want you to definitely bring it up because I'm ready to go there, um, to where you said the guy wrote in that you wanted to speak about. Oh yes, about yes, stuff. yeah, wrote in. Yeah, about, there was yes, a guy. So going
1: to that, uh, yeah, there, there was. Uh, uh, Rand, Randy Williams wrote in and he asked if you and I would talk about confidence and fear so randy we appreciate you reaching out and yeah definitely we want to talk about confidence and fear because these are these are very pressing issues for a lot of people today
2: yeah and and, and guess what fear i used to fear the boogeyman until i found out he wasn't real (laughs) (laughs) you know but then i used to fear i used to fear at times what people would say about me until i found out one day that everything that they were saying about me They had to be making up because they never spent one day with me. Right. So when I started to figure out that everything most people were saying was just the way they felt, that's where my confidence came from. Yeah. So when you talk about fear and confidence, my fear of what what I once thought people knew, my confidence came from because I knew they didn't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they don't know how much time. I spend in my Bible. They don't know how much time I I spend praying. They don't know how much time I spend working out. They don't know how much time I spend changing somebody else's
1: life. They don't know that what they say don't affect me. They don't know that. Right, right, right. And let me share this with our listeners. Let me share this with our listeners. There's something called... oh. (laughs) Everybody got dogs, Doc. It's okay. (laughs) Deal with the dogs. Hey, it's good. All right, <laughs> don't be coming near my house. That's all I'm saying. Got a got a Saint Bernard German Shepherd. Don't want you coming near the house. You prepared. You prepared. I, I'm you prepared. prepared. <laughs> So, uh, but there's the the concept that I would love our listeners to hear is something called shadow projection. And that is the things that we don't want to face about ourselves, we see in someone else. So when you look at someone who is uh, a celebrity, you look at somebody on TV, somebody you know nothing about. And you form even an ounce of an opinion about that person that has nothing to do with that person. It has everything to do with you because what you don't want to face in yourself, you'll see mm. in other people shadow projections. Wow!
2: See that, and see that's what that's what I believe. My greatest confidence came from because what you you just said it. What you what what you will see it in yourself, and so. The con- when, when when see confidence, confidence comes from a repetitive nature of consistently practicing something to where you become that confident in it, where even if you're fearful, you're still confident. See, mm. that's what I want people to understand. Right? I walked on football fields many of days, and even though. I was confident there was this little bit of fear or uneasiness in my stomach that I never could get rid of. But that's what that's
1: what I really call preparation. That's what I really call prepared for the moment. That's legend See, stuff right there, that's legend stuff right there, like i can't I really, really, really want our listeners to hear that, like you're saying the repetition, so you did it so much, so as much as and as fierce as you are, you're saying you still had that feeling inside you, that nervousness or those moments or those moments where you're like, oh, you know maybe the, like this is huge, even even for you, that you even experienced this, but you just kept moving forward because that was the only thing that made me realize
2: that I was human Mm. (laughs) because once you get to a certain point and you start, you know, laying people out on the football field, man, you would think you actually a robot (laughs) until you, (laughs) until you actually, every time you got ready to walk in battle, this little sneakiness come up and this little doubt or this little bit of fear. And you say, Ooh, and then sometimes that fear makes you go pick up the film again and start watching the film over again just so you can know it again and know more of it. And yes. so once you get there, fear always left when I spent the most time going over what I thought I didn't
1: know. I, 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 th- listen, that is That is that that is a key lesson people need to hear because uh, you, you and I both speak. Uh, we do a lot of speaking throughout the country. And, and, and for many people, public speaking is like... More, uh, they're they're more afraid of that than they are of death. Like it's it's a fear, and I say the reason why people are afraid, and the reason why I'm not nervous when I stand in front of people to speak is I'm doing something that I have practiced so many times. I've studied my material. I know what I'm talking about, and I only speak about the things I know. So that's why I'm not nervous. So what you're saying right there is your the practice. I mean, to me, this is absolute gold. The repetitive nature of consistency that you said about practicing something so much that even if you're fearful, you're still moving forward. That's just, to me, that's gold. That's where, you know, that's where you talk about confidence.
2: My confidence grew to a point, Doc, to where I walked on fields in year 12, 13, and 14. And I was fearful of not accomplishing what I know I was prepared to do. Mm. But it made me respond. It made me go into this space in my head that I started looking at men and I wasn't looking at them,
1: I was looking through them. Mm. So if you were a robot, you were the Terminator. Let's just say that. <laughs> Terminator Two. <laughs> and
2: and because it it was it was like when I started to feel what a little bit of fear felt like, is when I started to smile the most. I remember I used to always warm up right, and it was funny. And I used to, and when I used to, I used to go in the back of the group, and I used to warm up in the back in my little corner, and. Every guy would come over there, and they would see me, and they would always smile. They would be like, "Man, why are you always smiling?" And I would always say this, and I used to say to myself, "Oh, they they, they only see the smile, but they really don't know how my stomach got to bubble over, man. I can't, even... <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so doggone nervous right now. You know, like in some of those games I've been in, I was like, oh my gosh,' and it was a it was a nervousness that. With the moment I went back inside and we got ready to come out for the last time, I used to take three to five really deep breaths. And i never forget, I used to ah, I used to blow it down, I used to say, no fear. Ah, no pain. No worry. No doubt. And that last line, you know what I used to always tell myself, Doc?
1: What? Do
2: what you do. Man, do what you was born to do. Mm. And from there, ain't no fear in the world going to stop me from being confident of what I know I can do. And Mm. that's what I'm telling you, man. You know, when you hear the words of confidence and fear, fear should breed confidence. But confidence should always override fear. Because confidence dictates how far you let fear go in your life.
1: Yeah. I I absolutely love that man like there's there's certain moments that are aha moments and for as long as I'm doing this like today for me this is an aha moment I think the practical technique you just gave people about three to five deep breaths breathing in and saying those particular phrases are something that you could do that going into a meeting you can go and do that into anything like do what you were born to do. I have to laugh because when you talk about that, that feeling of nervousness, um, Kaya, I mean, you, you, you know, uh, yeah, my daughter Kaya is just, uh, she's something special. And she says uh, all the time uh, when she goes to perform, she calls it nervous-sighted. So she's <laughs> nervous and excited. And I say, you could either f- swim in the fear of that or you can just say I'm excited. So we, she said, I'm nervous-sighted. All right, let's take that nervous-sighted and let's walk right through that energy and keep going forward. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch people do.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm telling you, man. You ever saw the movie? Uh, you ever saw the movie Man on Fire? Yes. Remember when Denzel was te- was teaching Peter how to overcome the fear of the gun before the whistle? Yes. You remember? Yes. Every time the gun would go, she would not move, me, right? And and I'm a she says I'm a prisoner into the blocks until I'm let free, until I'm set free. Mm. And that's that's the freeness that. That people have to get to to where the and, and for me it was the whistle blow like when the whistle blow I was a prisoner Yeah. <laughs> but, but once that whistle blow oh buddy,
1: oh, buddy. <laughs> Terminator <Okay>. 2
2: <laughs> oh buddy I'm looking for your brain dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make sure you remember me for a long time <laughs> but, but it was the freeness It was the freeness of of what happens in those type of moments when it really clicks in that, wow, guess what? This is the moment. And so take it to life because I think sometimes people, you know, take sports and be like, well, that's just football. But let me take it to life. Every challenge in life is going to challenge you to be locked up until something frees you. Mm. You got to have a free moment every day to where something frees you. Mm. And the moment you feel it, you got to go after it. I'm going to tell you what my free moment is every day, Doc. When I get up and I pray in the morning and right after I get through praying, I kind of jump up, I spring up. And mm. when both feet hit the ground, I said, oh boy, <laughs> they don't know it. they just woke up this morning. hey <laughs> <laughs> they just—they just, they just walk up an animal. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm down. I'm down to get it, and I'm talking about just life. I'm not even talking about football anymore. Yeah. You know, like I, so. I woke So my son last night. He had a basketball game last night, and <clears throat> he plays great. He plays great, Rasan. He plays great. You know, he's a hustler. Everything, and I, and I and I asked him. I said, Have you ever wowed Have you ever saw a game where somebody wild you? Like to where all you can say is wow, <laughs> like and he was like yeah dad yeah and he explained it to me and I said to him I said well what do you have to do to get somebody to look at you and say wow I saw that <laughs> what, what tell me what type of game you have to be and and I'm and I'm riding on him last awesome. day, and I'm like and I'm like all of these scouts in the stands and yeah you're undersized and yeah all of this. But nobody can measure your heart. So what will you do to wow them?
1: Mm.
2: I said, tomorrow, come out and have a wow game. Not for the scouts, but for you to be remembered.
1: uh, That's unreal. 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 Because that's a message... I, you're right way past sports way past sports you jump, up from, you jump up from your morning prayers and you say I'm about to take on this life and your energy is so infectious and I love it but when you ask your son that about what you can do to be the, to, 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 to wow people we can do that with our lives when you walk down the street what can you do to wow people what can you do when you're talking to Dez Bryant you're saying to these young athletes what can you do to go out there and make your mark we need to wow people on and off the field with our lives that you can't get any better than that. I mean, that message is absolutely beautiful.
2: Because when you figure out, remember this, when you figure out who you are, when you figure out whose you are, when you figure out where you're headed, and when your plan is written down, and you have a schedule. See, it's, it's, let me tell you something about an appointment with yourself. You know, you set an appointment with the doctor, and they tell you, don't be late. Try to set an appointment every day with yourself Mm -hmm. of things that you know need done before you get to a certain point in the day. And then see in seven days, 21 days, 35 days, 72 days, 120 days, or maybe 365 days, I want to see your life if you chose those routes. Mm -hmm. Man, life Doc, I'm telling you, I wow myself every day of my life. You know why? I wow myself simply because I'm disciplined enough to repeat things that I know saves my life instead of instead of destroying my life.
1: Yeah. See, that line is a line I think people need to hear, too, right there. Discipline enough to do the things that save your life. I mean, and we really are talking about saving lives. When I'm in the prison, I'm talking to these guys who are going back out into the streets, and they're trying to figure out, can I make a decision? Can I, can I face the fear of not being a drug dealer anymore and not having my immediate needs met of wanting, if I want something, I just go out and get it. I take it off of somebody. Can I live a life where I don't do that anymore? And this is a real problem. And I know some people might listen and say, well, well who would ever do that? Well, just think about it. If that's how you grew up and that's all you ever know. Then, of course, it's going to be difficult. So to be able to do anything to break free from that, to, to, to wow, wow yourself, and have the discipline to follow through with it. That's the message we want to teach. And this is, listen. We'll hope It is. We, I mean I feel like you and I will go on and on. Which is why we come back every week. I mean that's why we come back week after week. And we have so much to talk about. What do you want to end
2: on? Well I think we. I think we should end on like. Like that wow moment. Like. What I want our listeners to take away from this is. Maybe you're married. And somebody not got too comfortable to not understand that you're a wow person. (laughs)
1: Mm.
2: You know? (laughs) Maybe you're divorcing. You're going through something very hard. Maybe you're getting bullied. Maybe you're trying to get somebody to like you or not like you. Or or just maybe you want to make yourself happy. Figure out what's your wow moment. And make sure you wow yourself every day of your life. Mm. And I'm not even talking about one time, because I promise you, I wow myself about 15 times a day. <laughs> you know, I wow myself just now. Thomas Davis, the backer of um, Carolina Panthers, just walked up to me. He said, big bro, he said, I got to show this to you. I got to show this to you. And he showed me this video. And one of his homeboys been watching me since he was a freaking child. And it's at this rally. And he's doing my dance, man. And he was like, "You got to see this. You got to see this." And Thomas Davis' wife says, "And we can't stop him. We can't stop him. We told him we knew you, and he didn't believe us. He he just he just <laughs> lived in his mind." And I sat there and I, I looked at the video. And Doc, you know, the only word I said, "What's that?" I said, "I said, wow." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell That's you. That's your wow moment. Sometimes the moments, sometimes the moments are simple. You can wow yourself in the simplest moments, man. People, do yourself a favor. God offers opportunities to wow yourself. Wow yourself. Don't look for everybody else to wow you. Don't look for it in people and things and 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 and, and things that you can hold or drop or burn or or, or or get rid of. Find you. Find you, man. I think the Pro Bowl, for me, summing up the Pro Bowl, it gave me wow moments. Nice. Because now I've seen where I once came from. And where I am now and all I can simply say with my journey
1: alone to people is wow. Mm. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I'm saying to what you're saying is wow. And I, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I kind of I really want to tie in something that I wanted to, to, to say to our listeners from this week. That it happened in the prisoners. That it happened in the prison with me, and uh, and I, and I bring it back to the prison, but I bring it back to all life because a lot of the guys were saying that their goal was to get out of prison, and I said that can't be your goal because that's not enough. We don't want to just get out of prison. Your goal is to become a whole person, to become conscious, to be your best self, and that's all of our goals. And when you, when that's your goal, then you do exactly what you just talked about, which is wow, and figure out your wow moments. For me, it's a wow every every single time we do this together. Ray appreciate yeah man
2: Bro, I told you the first day we met I knew it was going to be alright together doc and I appreciate you man and um, and uh I'll be seeing you soon I'll be seeing you soon I'm enjoy here that weather place. You uh, listen yeah I know you freezing up there and I'm going to stay warm <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright right, man dog. I'll all right, see buddy. you yeah. thank you for downloading the Tackling Life podcast for more Tackling Life content and information about our guests, please visit TacklingLifePodcast.com subscribe to Tackling Life and you'll get two all new episodes automatically downloaded each week, you can become a part of the Tackling Life community by following us on our Tackling Life Facebook and Twitter pages we definitely want to hear from you so reach out, would also love for you to take a moment and give us a rating and a review on iTunes until next time for Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Carney